welcome to the Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh. And I'm your co-host, the girlfriend, Cindy. Hey everybody, welcome back to your favorite movie podcast where a couple break down horror movies thematically by month and one of them is killed a little bit with each scare. Uh, I am the uh, aforementioned girlfriend. I'm Cindy. I'm Josh. I'm I'm, I'm actually not the girlfriend. Nope, he's the one who does that killing. <laughs> welcome to a uh, fucking treat. I am really looking forward to watching this movie with I you. was like, we're not watching treat? Oh yeah. Uh, this week, uh, this month, we are doing uh, la- Wrong House. You picked the wrong house. You picked house. the wrong house. We've done Don't Breathe. Uh, and then we did, what was the Audrey Hepburn movie called? Wait Until Dark. Wait Until Dark. This week, we are watching Barbarian. Barbarian. From what year? Uh, 2022. Forever ago. <sighs> the newer they are, the harder I fall. They're typically a lot scarier than um, I'm comfortable with. Now, let me ask you a question. Uh, how, mm-hmm. how much do you remember about 2022? Which is now two years two ago. Two years ago, 2024. Uh, I don't know. Do you remember anything about Not really. So 2022. Was the year that everyone stayed in that. Well, one of the two years everyone stayed in the house. Mm, um, yeah. I mean, no, I mean, I think that was the year that we were partly I working as a teacher, partly virtual, partly like it was all over the place. Yeah. 2022 is the year that COVID-19 cases passed 500 million. Wow. wow, wow. Uh, the Winter Olympics were in Beijing. Uh, Russia invaded the Ukraine. Or, sorry, invaded Ukraine, not the Ukraine. <laughs> Not going to catch me, Russian propaganda. Uh, COVID-19 death tolls passed 6 million wow, that year. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, Monkeypox outbreak occurred. Yeah. Queen Elizabeth II died. Mm-hmm. And Elon Musk bought Twitter. Literally not a good year. Not a good year all the way no. around. It's been hard. Here's a better 2024, unless people. You're, unless you're Irish. <laughs> then there was one good spot there. What? I said, unless you're Irish, then there was oh, one well, bright spot there. Well, mm, yeah. I'll let you okay. pick out the one that it was. Um, the people that we lost that year were Barbara Walters, um, Pele, uh, Angela Badalamente, the longtime composer for David Lynch, mm-hmm. uh, Kirstie Alley, Jerry Lee Lewis, uh, Leslie Jordan, Angela Lansbury, Coolio, uh, Jean-Luc Godard, uh, the inventor of... Jean-Luc Picard, and I was like, don't fool no. me, that's not real. Jean-Luc Godard, the French critic turned filmmaker who invented the jump cut. Oh, okay. In 1959, 1960. Okay. With Breathless. Um, yeah, it's like a fundamental like movie that you have to watch in film school. Uh, Olivia Newton-John, Don't James Caan, Meatloaf. It was a really hard year, guys. Uh, Sidney Poitier and Peter Bogdanovich. A lot of film directors. A lot of there. important people. Now, if you're thinking, um, what movies... What? What well, movies? And year. if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are. Um, that was the year that X came out. <laughs> that um, is my oldest son's favorite movie. The three-hour Batman movie. Could have been shorter. Nope. Could have been like 45 minutes shorter. Two episodes ago, I explained my 90-minute rule. <laughs> Continue. Uh, talk to me. Okay. Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh, I love that. that which, would they, which would then win uh, Best Picture of the Year? Uh, Pearl. Avatar, The Way of Water, uh, Bullet Train, The Northman, The Menu, which is a movie we'll watch eventually. That fucking movie rules. I saw The Menu. Uh, the Whale. I saw The Whale. Um, Sisu. Did not. Well, I've seen enough of Sisu. Nope. That's one of Josh's uh, favorite movies when he's mad at the man. And Prey. Okay. So Sisu is one of those movies that came out. It's the same way with Don't Talk to Me. It came out in like 2022 in Limited, and then it got like a wide release in 2023. So there was a little bit of bleed over for both of those. But um, this movie definitely, it's we played at the fucking like mall. Yeah. Like in, I saw this in Barbersville. Barbersville <laughs> Mall. Barbersville, West Virginia, mom. y'all. Uh, uh, well. So Barbarian, it's rated R. Okay. It is one hour and 42 minutes long. 12 minutes too long. Continue. It is written and directed by... The things Z- I do for you. Yeah. Written and directed by Zach Kreger. Okay. Um, do you know who Zach Kreger is? Nope. Should I? You should. Why? Because... He's? A comedy genius. Okay. Tell me more about him and maybe I know of him. Um, he is one of the 
writers and actors on The Whitest Kids You Know. Oh, okay. I know of them, yes. I know their sketch work, yes. And he had that show wrecked, where it was like that plane that Is crashed. Like, yeah. <laughs> on like TBS yes. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember. <laughs> Gosh, that was a while ago. So, yeah, that's him. He uh, he made this movie. He wrote and directed it, and it's uh, great. Okay. Um, I was waiting for where that was going to go. This movie has... 16 producers because it's it's modern hollywood that's how modern gone hollywood are works. the days of like one producer maybe two uh but the one i want to highlight is arnon milchan arnon milchan arnon milchan okay um tell me about arnon he's a producer who did i'm gonna rattle some names off for you please he do produced uh the king of comedy brazil legend pretty woman JFK, Free Willy, Natural Born Killers, Heat, Fight Club, Man on Fire, Fantastic Mr. Fox, Gone Girl, The Revenant, The Lighthouse, and The Northman. Whoa. Amongst many others. Amongst, to name a few. Um, so there you so go. So he had a pretty good year that year. So, so yeah, he did all those <laughs> Shit. movies last year. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> Damn. Um, yeah, There's some bangers on that list. He's done a lot of fucking movies. He's responsible for a lot of movies getting made. Okay. Uh, this movie stars Georgina Campbell. As Tess. Tess. What would I know her from? Uh, Black Mirror. Okay. And she was in Bird Box Barcelona. I didn't see that. Which is the sequel to that. Bird Box. Uh, movie where. Everybody has, has can't look. Cover her eyes. You can't look. Right. Uh, and then Bill Skarsgård plays Keith. Okay. <laughs> Keith. Keith. Just Keith. I love, how, I love the idea of having um, a baby name. He's Keith. also an executive producer on this. I love the fact that like he used his cachet from playing Pennywise and the new hit <laughs> films. For to this. be in this movie. Fair. Because okay. he was like, I believe in it. This movie is fucking bananas. Um, he's also in John Wick Chapter 4. Okay. And he's the son of um, Stellan Skarsgård, a.k.a. Stellar Skateboard. And brother of Alexander Skarsgård. Mm-hmm. They're all those Skarsgårds are related. Yep. Uh, there's another one, too. There's about five Yeah, more. there's like one more that's an actor. The other ones are like doctors. Mm, I don't know. Whatever. So... Um, then we have Justin Long. Oh, okay. Uh, playing AJ. Uh, he Galaxy Quest, Jeepers Creepers, which is a movie we will never watch ever um, because the guy who made it's a pedophile. Okay. Uh, Dodgeball. You. I do love Dodgeball. Drag Me to Hell. Okay. Uh, Tusk. <laughs> and he was recently in that um, It's a Wonderful Knife movie, which is like a horror version of It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, you were watching that. I showed over you. The I showed you the picture of him in it, yes, where he had those fucking ridiculous teeth. Yes, you did. So, there, uh, there you go. And then Richard Brake, Richard Brake plays Frank. Um, he's a British dude who okay. is fucking terrifying. Um, he's in Doom. He's in Thirty One. He's in Mandy. Is he the bad guy? Uh, he's usually the bad guy in a lot of things. He's a lot, he, he plays a lot of henchmen. Okay. And Mandy, he plays the god character who makes the LSD that Nicolas Cage eats. Ah, okay. Um, he's in Batman Begins. He plays Joe Chill, who shoots um, Batman's parents. Okay. Uh, he's got one of those faces where you see him and you're like, Oh, I've seen that guy. probably are fucking evil. I, oh, okay. One of those faces. Gotcha. Like, I've met him. He's a super nice guy. In real life. But he can definitely give you the impression by looking at you that he will kill you. <laughs> um, and that's a skill. Well, that's a skill we all hope to have someday. So it's what it's what makes you uh, survive in the horror game. Yeah, that's true in the Hollywood world just alone. So uh, I will tell you the tagline for this movie, Mm -hmm. uh, which came out on September 9th of 2022 is come for a night, stay forever. Okay, this is the part of the podcast where Josh shows me an original poster uh, from the movie and then I predict the plot. So barbarian, I'm opening it up. You know where the word barbarian comes from? Uh, the one named Barbara. No. Uh, it was a word for not Romans, like savage people that Romans made. My people. Because they thought everyone who didn't speak Latin, their languages sounded like they were just going bar, 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 bar. That's a, that's a thing. I mean, I've heard. Like they were like savage people and that's what they're, that's what they're I'm, like. I'm on record. Like. I'm on record in this podcast that although my family is very, very Nordic, uh, whenever I don't find this any of the scars guards or any of that attractive because I know what our native language sounds like these and you know it sounds hilarious and ridiculous. Well, I mean, I'm talking like fucking 
Gauls and Germans. Well, th- th- yes, that's also me. Just bar, 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 bar. Okay, so it looks like a very dated picture. Um, it's very red, and there's a girl standing in a doorway at the top of uh, some stairs. And that's all it says. What was the tagline again? Um, come for a night, stay forever. Uh, I'm going to say this is about an Airbnb. Uh, and it is about an Airbnb. And they end up getting trapped. Like the owners are like, ha ah, you're ours now. You belong here. Kind of like that weird Demi Moore Chevy Chase movie. <laughs> That's scary. And Eckwood's like a fucking old Hot judge. dog eating guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's like an old judge and there's this two fat Any which twins. way but loose. Was that what it was called? Uh, no, that's a Clint Eastwood monkey movie. <laughs> what is that movie called? No, anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, we'll have yeah, it at we'll the back half. Out. We'll figure it out. Um, we'll come back with it. Lord Almighty. So this movie Where can is... we watch it, honey? It's one of those movies, it's done this thing lately, where certain movies have come out and have not gotten a physical release. Yeah. This movie yeah. has it's no a problem. physical release. You cannot buy it um, physically. It is currently streaming on uh, Max and on Hulu. If you mm-hmm. have either of those things, mm-hmm. it will be there. Okay. Uh, you can rent it on Prime. You could do, I mean, it's well worth the rent, but um, you probably have Max or Hulu, I'm, I'm guessing. Um Okay. Do it. Watch it. It's good. All right. Well, join us, won't you? Mind the doors. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. This is 476 Barbary, right? Yeah, I'm renting this place. No, I booked it a month ago. Are you sure you have the right place? Yeah. What am I supposed to do? Why don't you come inside? And we'll call these idiots. Why don't you just crash here? Oh, no. I don't know if you've got a great look at this neighborhood, but I don't think you should be out there by yourself. It's dry and there's a lock on the door. By the way, I'm Keith. Tess. You take the bedroom and I'll sleep out here on the couch. And we watched Barbarian. We sure did. It joins the ranks of Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. And the others. Uh, Nicole Kidman's The Others, the commercial. Uh, um, that scared the ever We actually recording this way later yes. than we watched the movie because... Well, there's been a snowstorm and, and whatnot. You also wanted to grapple with the movie before <laughs> that we mo- talked about This movie it. haunted me for a very long time. Nightmares. Uh, I had, had nightmares, nightmares about this movie. Uh, yeah, fuck this movie. This movie was bullshit. Fuck it. I like it. Well, it's the old, um, it's much like when we watch Dead Ringers, where it was like, oh, that there's a new type of horror that I didn't realize it's really specific to my gender and to the, how, how, how I identify as 
you know, gender wise. And like this movie touched on another one of those fears. Like as a woman, your number one fear is like being kidnapped and just like used as like a sex slave, like raped, yeah, assaulted in some way. Like I've never known what it's like to go somewhere and not be like, okay, my keys are in my hand, you know, ready to fight somebody <laughs> just in case. And, and, and oh, this, this movie, the whole thing was about from start to finish preying upon that fear very carefully and it was very well done. Yes. But man, it, it was one of those fears. It's like, oh, I haven't identified this. I didn't know this was something that could happen. And the thing that's interesting is, and we're going to get into the plot in a second, is the fear that you're talking about does hang over this movie, but it's never actually present for the main character um, because she's just grappling with like what's left over from it happening before. Uh, If that makes sense. I guess. So. Oh my God. It was Jesus. So this movie is about, I'll try and sum up um, as best I can. We're probably going to have to do like, like stages of explanation, but basically this movie is about a house in Detroit that we slowly learn over the course of modern day uh, that it housed a serial rapist and kidnapper. And we discover that through a series of unfortunate events. <laughs> I feel like there should be a term. For the term. For like that kind of person. Right? Like there has to be like. It's bad. Like a like a rape and prisoner. There has to be like a term for it. Like serial killer or whatever. <laughs> but okay. Um this is my favorite part of this whole movie is right as I as in in literature we call it the volta like right as the apex of like the turn my one of my all-time favorite comedians (laughs) plays a very big part I was like oh that's Kurt Braunhold oh 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 god oh god and then like right back in so it was like this moment of like utter joy in the midst of like is this really about what is this what Oh my God. Oh my God. Like, yes. yes. And it's worth remembering before we dive into this movie that this movie was written by a comedian, by someone who did <laughs> oh. Why Does Kids You Know as a writer and yeah. performer, um, who ran a lot of this stuff and then part of the casting by Jordan Peele because they're friends. It's an, right. That put comedians in like small parts in this movie. Like, it did its job. Right. Oh, what it is about comedians suddenly being able to make like the most terrifying <laughs> horror films. Think of Robin Williams. Yeah, I it's mean, wild. Um, okay. But okay, let's let's do the plot because I think mm. this is Mm-mm. a movie where we can't just be like, "There's a through line" because it has different acts, and then it. There is a through line, though. There, well, there is a through line, but what I'm saying is like it's not the traditional like A to B to C, because there's a lot of like jumping around. Right. In this movie, and then you're like, "What the fuck just happened? Why are we here?" So basically, there's a house in the middle of an Airbnb, uh, an Airbnb in the middle of you know rundown Detroit as it is uh, right now in twenty. When, when, when was this movie? Twenty twenty three. Well, it came out in twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty two. So in, in in the middle of this total chaos, it's like this perfect little house that's an Airbnb, and the movie opens. With us learning that the Airbnb is double booked between a young black woman and a young white male. Georgina Campbell, who plays Tess, and Bill Skarsgård, who plays um, Keith, who was who was cleverly cast in this movie because he was uh, Pennywise in the oh, yeah, that's films. true. So you go into this movie with that baggage. That's very clever. So... It's the middle of the night. It's like a late check-in. He's already there. It's, you know, a lot of uncomfortable whatnot. And laying over is a very thick layer of she is wary of this could be a scam of somebody, you know, okay, yeah, double booked. You know, he's here to, you know, assault her sort of a thing. Because that is how we as women, you know, of this age in this era right now have grown up. And he he keeps seeming to check out and he keeps seeming to have answers. And he's like this perfect gentleman guy. And I kept going like, there, here's the rub. Here it is. Um, I I was like calling on um, 
other movies I had seen. Like, "Mm -mm, I know you can put, like, you can use a syringe to put poison in a corked bottle. I know about that. Like, I, you know, thought I had it all figured out. So that part's really clever, is he makes her tea, but she doesn't see him make it. So she so won't. She won't take it. And he says he's like, you know what? I I get it. I get it. Yeah. And you he's know, like, no, you don't know me from. My... And the, and here's the thing. She asks him, "Can I see your reservation?" And one of them booked the place on Airbnb, and the other one booked it on Home Finder. So like, so they that both sort of have thing a could legitimate happen. reason to be absolutely. There. Um, but, but the world that women live in, especially women of color, especially women of color of that age, is this is a scam. This is which it is. Yeah. And add to that once they get to start talking to each other um you find out that she's there for a job interview because she left i think it was new york right because she was in a relationship with an abusive person right so that's hanging over the movie too of like she's going to be extra wary that Mm -hmm. this person's going to be a fucking monster and again she is talking to pennywise (laughs) the man who plays pennywise um and that's very important because you know, he, casting him that that's what people associate him with. That's not what I associated him being with. A mon- but... Well, you've not seen those movies, but the rest of America has. Mm-hmm. The rest uh, of America. Anyway. This, that first one was fucking huge. So uh, things start being weird. And, you know, she goes for her interview and, and everything seems perfectly normal. And things just happen. And, like, these weird little things keep happening. Well, and she ends up locked in the basement i think before you get to that you have to point out the fact that she he like washes the sheets they stay up they do the wine right um he insists that she stay in the bedroom there's a lock on the bedroom door uh she wakes up in the middle of the night and the bedroom door is open and she didn't lock it she remembers closing it but not locking it and he is dead asleep but he's having a nightmare right and then they have a moment with that it it goes from awkward to like when is the other shoe going to drop to like it starts to become a romance mm-hmm. because they start to get really flirty once it realizes that this really might just be An like oops. a mistake right and then she goes to the job interview with this like kind of excitement to get back to see keith mm-hmm. and then when she gets back he's not there and she's looking for toilet paper and she goes in the basement and that's when she gets stuck in the basement so she gets stuck in the basement and she discovers there is a secret door and the secret door opens to a little corridor and off the corridor is a room with a um a twin mattress and a 1989 style vhs camera pointed at it (laughs) and like it's a bloody mattress and you know boom there i am this is the nightmare screaming yelling um and just then keith comes back and like gets her like breaks the window into of the basement like gets her out and is like what is you know what is going on and and she explains and he's like oh my god let me go look like wait here let me just go check make sure everything's fine it's important to know that he forces the window open they don't break it that's later okay yeah that's true they just kind of yeah they force it open she can get it open a little bit and he forces it out then basically she's like there's a room and he's like, okay. And she's like, freaking out. And he's like, I just, okay. I, can, what are you saying? Room? It? Like, it, it makes sense. She's like, you understand? Like, yeah. And he's like, I, I, I just, there's a lot happening. I don't know what's going right. on. Let me go take a look. And she's like, I'm leaving. And he's like, could you just wait here so I don't get trapped in the basement too? Please. <laughs> and the whole time I'm like, yep, here it is. Like, this is. Like, you're waiting for Keith to be a like right this was my house the whole time and sure enough he doesn't come back and she goes looking for him she sure does and (laughs) um she discovers that there's another hidden door off the corridor that leads to a long corridor stairwell it's a big stairwell stairwell and anyway it feels um, bomb sheltery yeah you get to the bottom and there's like huge dog cages which i'm sure most people that are going into a horror film they're like people go in those yeah like people put people in those yeah anyway so that happens um and well she goes down the stairs because she hears keith yelling for help yeah he starts yelling for help and so she's in this little narrow corridor and it was at this point if i may that city was like 
fuck are you doing? What the fuck is? Yeah, why is this? Get a- out of no, there! Get no, out of there! No. And she does have a genuine reaction um, when she first finds the I'm going to call it the rape room. Yeah. The videotape room, where she's like, no, and just immediately tries to leave. Right. Like. Mm-mm. Um, but she doesn't doesn't she, go there good. So she goes downstairs. She finds Keith, who is like limping, crawling. Right. And he's like, "There's someone down here." I somebody bit. I got bit. Yeah. Like I, and sure enough, he's been bit. And for like a split second, Cindy's like, "Is this a vampire movie?" <laughs> and then, and then she shows up. And then, like, there's like a strobe light flash, and you see something appear. And it's a big naked woman. Everybody knows I hate jump scares. It's a big naked. Everybody woman. who knows me knows I I hate jump scares more than anything. So it's a strobe light to a flash of a not just naked woman. I mean that's whatever. A gigantic it, naked no, it's not even, a, a woman. Dirty, like a a a like a cave dweller type woman. Yeah, she's kind and of. And she just grabs his Keith's head and starts bashing it against the wall. And then the movie fades out. Well, it cuts immediately. Like, yeah. boom. Like, and like, done. Tess is screaming. Keith is dead. Solid hard cut to black. And that's the end of the first part of the movie. So. And I think I just want to point out real fast to you. Um, and for those at home. Mm-hmm. So the director and the writer, Zach Kreger, uh, read the Gavin De Becker book, The Gift of Fear. Yeah. Which I have that book down. No. No, I don't. I have the dance with anger, but yeah, it's yeah. the same person. It roughly it encourages women to trust their intuition. Yes, by yes. Men. We've all read it. Uh, he yeah, he used it as a writing exercise and made a thirty-minute short that was one conversation in which a woman continues to ignore a mounting series of red flags, and he was like, "This is pretty fucking awesome," but he felt like he backed himself into a corner where it was like, "Yes, obviously this guy's the bad guy. That's boring," and then he's like. What if a big naked monster lady came out of nowhere? What if? And then. So the whole reason that women are afraid, the whole reason that there are books written about like trust your instinct are because there are bad people out there who do horrific things. So this movie has just ratcheted up and played upon every fear that as a, a identifying woman as identify female, I fear I have mm-hmm. is at its absolute height. Hard cut to Justin Long in a like convertible porsche it's also singing ricky ticky tabby by the way um um which so hold, hold that thought for a second ricky, t- ricky two things one we don't know this yet but it's cutting from one man-made monster to a man monster like justin long is a monster in this movie so well he's also singing ricky ticky tabby which is a song about snakes so uh it's justin long getting a phone call he's playing a an actor who's in like a hit show and he gets a, he takes a phone call while he's driving in his car, enjoying life. He's the director. Um, that he's being accused of rape by a co-star and they're going to move the production company or the studio is going to be moving forward without him. And they're no longer going to be representing him. And then like you find out that he owns, he, he doesn't have a lot of money and, um, he owns property in Detroit that he's been using as a, an Airbnb, like a rental property. Um, and he's going to go sell it because he needs money. And that's the connection. So he goes back to the Airbnb and yep. it's thing, perfect. There's nothing wrong with one it. One thing we did mention was mm-hmm. the neighborhood looks like a bomb. Went off. Oh, I mean, it looks like it suburban lo- Detroit it looks, of this era. Like the only house that's not falling apart is the Airbnb. Right. House. It's um, very, very obvious. So Justin Long goes back, and the whole time he's having like, conversations with people, like he keeps getting phone calls. He, his parents call, his mom calls, and she's like, you know. What do I tell people? Is, is it true? And he's like, of course it's not true. She's a fucking bitch. And his mom's like, don't say that. Like, don't. That's so, um, mean. You don't say that. And then he, like, lies to his mom about being, at, like, he pretends he's not in town even though he is. Yeah, like, so it, he's from Detroit. And he doesn't want to go see his mom. He goes out drinking with a high school friend. And you find out that he which, did. Which is Zach Kreger, by the way, the director of the movie. You find out he did uh, sexually assault this woman. Um, like, his, Yeah, his his explanation is, his friend's like, so dude, like, what happened? And he's like, I'll be honest with you, man. Like, she wasn't into it at first. And then, like, you know, I'm a pretty persistent dude. 
So like, I get what I want. You know what she, I mean? And she you know, finally was she just was like, really right into on it. And you know, I mean, and you're like, Oh, she that really, guy. she really wanted it. And then, so there's your other fear lady, super drunk. And then calls that lady that he's not supposed to call that. See, I think he was the director of the thing. Well, it, whatever. whatever. But he calls the star and then like leaves like, you know, I'm so sorry if you just call me back. Like one of those drunk text message phone calls. Right. Um, and then in the meantime, he's like, he has found all of the, the Keith and Tess stuff in his house. And he's like, are the fucking people like squatting here? Yeah. Like, do I have squatters? Did they, did somebody not clean up? You know, he's, but because he's listed this property on multiple sites, you know, they were like the company that he originally calls is like, well, we didn't have anybody is listed there. And he's like, yeah. they're like, we don't clean it until someone else is coming. Right. So, um, um he finds the basement room as well and he goes about measuring it for square footage he's super excited because he's like it's gonna up the property value of yes. his house i'm selling he's so excited because justin long is both hilarious and the worst person in well second worst person in this movie. and so you see him like i you see him see all the same key pieces that um what's your name tess no tess, tess sees he, he sees all these key things and where she was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, this is my worst nightmare. He just sees like, oh, let's move this out of the way. Ooh, that's gross. What is this? Like, it's the different worlds that men and women yes. live in. He's he's even like sick. It's fucking awesome. Like, right. Can, oh, man. Like, he's pumped about all the extra square footage and doesn't like he goes in and sees the, the tape record, like the camcorder and the bed. And he's just like, word. And just starts measuring the room to count it towards footage. <laughs> yeah. Like it doesn't. It's No disgusting. alarm bells go off in him. None. Uh, and he goes downstairs where he immediately finds the same giant naked cave woman. We'll right. We'll call her that for right now. Uh, and then she chases him and he's a bumbling fucking idiot. Mm -hmm. And he drops a knife that he brought, picks it up, falls into a trap. Yep. Into like a pit. And Tess is there. Because again, every like trope of what a woman is terrified of is being shown on the screen right now yes and tess is there and she's like shh shut and like up, shut him, up and then that's when shut it cuts up. again i think it's a, i think that's when it cuts mm -hmm. right so and then this time the next second of the movie is we don't get any clear like thing on the screen saying 20 years ago 40 years ago but it's definitely the 80s Detroit is a little more booming. The neighborhood's really nice. You can, everything, uh, the original few shots are in, it's like a fishbowl lens. It's like a weird, you get like this weird perspective as it moves back and you're like, what is happening? Like, so you're not, as, and then it kind of goes into a normal yeah. shot as you're like, okay, this is Detroit in the, yeah, like you said, like in the eighties, I would say like late seventies, early eighties, I mean, like 81 or 82. And there's a Dwight Lo Yoakum looking motherfucker. Dwight Yoakum? It's Richard Brake. Whatever. <laughs> and. That consummate baddie. He Richard is Brake. at like a Walmart. He's getting things for a home birth. Um, Clearly and, doesn't know what he's doing. Right. And a lady is just like, oh my goodness, like, let me help you. And gives him all this stuff. Give You know, everything from like a how to nurse your baby VHS tape. Which is super important to, to know that. Um, you know, like plastic sheets and all this kind of stuff. And she's like, you know, good luck and, and you know, congratulations. And he's like, yeah, you know, whatever. And he leaves and you see him scope out like an, another young lady who's like leaving the store and he follows her home. So like, again, all these things that women are terrified of that like might actually happen or, or, or have happened actually. He follows her home. He dresses up like a a waterline guy. And he says, I'm just here. You know, we had a water leak just here to check. Make sure you're... And she's like, okay. And he goes upstairs. And you see him like unlock a window. And then he just leaves. And you're like, okay. And you're terrified. And then um, he goes back to the rental property. and Which you find out is his actual house. It's his house, right. And his neighbor, played by the aforementioned Kurt Brownholder, um, Brownholder, uh is like, hey, you know, like, we're going to be putting the house on the market. Like, we're out of here. The neighborhood's going to shit. Like, before all the property value is out. Like, I, we just wanted to let you know. You know, you've been a good neighbor. And he was like, okay. And he's like, you probably, are you thinking about moving? And he was like, no, I'm not going anywhere. And he's like, oh, well, you know, just want to give you a heads up. He's like, all right, whatever. And <sighs> he goes in the Airbnb. 
where he goes in, in what is his house, but it's the Airbnb from like the seventies. And you see him, you, you see him open the cellar door and there's a woman screaming in labor pain. And he just, he says like, shut up or something. And he just goes down and pulls the door behind him. So it's a setup for who your actual monster is. And you're like, what the fuck? Uh, Um, The one thing we have not mentioned that Mm -hmm. we should probably mention, um, because it will come into bearing later. One of the red flags that we skipped over was when she gets back from her job interview, a homeless man's running at oh, her. Oh, yeah. That's, he's like, don't go in there. Don't he's go like, in what there. Are you, what are you doing in that house? God, house. Uh, and then at first you're like, is it because he's trying to rob her? Right. No, it's because he's don't, trying to warn her. He is kind of just screaming like, get out. Why are you going to that house? Why are you going to that house? Why are you going to that house? And it, it does come off as like, whoa, whoa, like, what the fuck are you doing? Back off. Yep. At first, yes. And then we go back at this point to... We're inside the little trap thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin Long is like, what the fuck is going on? And then the, I don't know, oh, you need a better name than like Cave Lady? So the the Naked Lady. Yeah. The Naked Lady. What is, hold on, let me look on IMDb because I'm curious what she's called. How she's billed. It's a, it's a guy playing the woman, but I'm curious how the, the mother so they call her mother because um, Tess is telling him, like, you need to shut up, chill out. She doesn't like it. Like, if you start panicking, she doesn't like it. So just chill out. And she drops a, her, a, a, a long arm with a, a baby bottle. With, like, an old 1960s nipple on it. And a lot of hair. There's it, a lot of hair on it, too. And Tess drinks from it, and she's like, "Baby, you baby, need, you need drink from it." And Jeff Long's like, "Ew, you no. absolutely not." And Tess is like, "You are going to make her mad. Stop! So, like, you don't know what you're fucking doing right now." Yeah. So the mother jumps down into the cage and takes Justin Long back up, leaving the cage open, so Tess can Tess escape. To escape. And then proceeds to breastfeed Justin Long while the video that the dad bought the feed just. Playing in the, the, old, the guy from the 80s bot is playing softly um, in the and, background. Yeah, she uh, Tess escapes and then immediately <sighs> is like, We need to help him. We can't just leave him in there. Like, right. And the homeless man comes running up and he's like, You got out of there. You're lucky. Like, she's not the worst thing that's down there. That's when you need okay. to get out now. That's when she breaks the window. Right. Because when she's escaping, the mother starts chasing her and she smashes the window and. Starts to climb out, and the homeless man pulls her out. That's it. And he's like, don't be here at night. And he tells her, I'm over by the water tower. Like, we need to hide out because she comes out at night and does her thing. Um, And she's like, well, we got to go back in and get him. And he's like, fucking no way. Yeah, right. So this is the first time that she gets a hold of the cops. And the cops are just like... Are you are you cracked out of your mind? You meth? yeah, are you like, on meth? Like they don't. She gets put on hold. She's like, treat. I was held prisoner, and they're like, sure you were, lady. Okay. And then like she takes him to the house, and she's she like, doesn't have key, a key. My keys are inside, and he's like, it looks like you're just trying to break into a house. Yeah. And you know she's too flustered to be like my you know my stuff is inside. And then I, they get a yeah they get a phone call, phone call for like an assault in progress. A radio, and a, so they leave. So they're like, oh, a real crime, and they just leave her there. And she goes in. So it, things happen. And you find out. You've got to watch this fucking movie. But you find out that this guy has. Um, well, hold, hold that thought. We'll get to that in a second. I don't want to get through every detail of what happens. But I, I, got, okay. I got you. I got this. Okay. So the police leave. Here's where it gets crazy. Er. Um, <laughs> Justin mm-hmm. Long gets separated from the mother. The mother comes outside, like trying to find Tess. So Tess when she realizes smashes Tess the door, left. gets her car keys, gets in the car, backs the car up. The mother runs out the door. She hits the mother right with the car, pins her against the front of the house, and then goes to get Justin Long. Justin Long has found when he escaped from the mother. Right, mm-hmm. he found a door that had a bell attached to it that the mother character won't go near. Right. He, goes he thought that was the exit. And he finds super old Richard Brake in bed. And he finds a ton of VHS tapes. That are just labeled like, you know, screamer. Purple haired girl. Like shit like that. Blind woman. And they're all the videotapes of the women he made raping them, essentially. Right. Yeah. We don't see it, but that's the implication. Um, 
And then he tries to shoot Justin. Justin Long, like, is trying to help him because he thinks he's just, like, an old man. And then once he figures it out, he's like... Oh, my God. Yeah. You sick fuck. And the interesting thing is, having those two characters come face to face is... They're from the same tree. Right. They're not cut... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. You know, one is just... Um, an extreme version of the other, yeah. but it is they one both of the same. Raped a woman. One did several women. So, through events, uh, you find out that the homeless man kind of explains the story that he's been, you know, kidnapping these women and get impregnating them, and then raping and and then raping the kids and raping the, the kids and you know and that they what's left he gives, is just this little inbred yeah. he gives the thing. multiplicity explanation of you make a copy of a copy yeah um it's also worth noting that when tess goes in to get him um richard break thinking that the jig is up and they're gonna the police are gonna come and they're everything he's gonna he be kills himself up. he shoots himself in the right. head uh, and then Justin Lung takes the gun and he's got a gun and he's like, I'm going to kill that fucking bitch and get out of here. And he shoots Tess. By act because he thinks it's her. It, yeah. He just sees a woman coming at him and it's her trying to rescue him. Mm-hmm. He thinks it's the mother and he just shoots and it's Tess. And then they escape, but the mother's no longer pinned against the house. Right. She got out. They find the homeless man's little abode. Uh, and they have a conversation about that's where he tells them about the copy of the copy thing. And Justin Long's like, we have to get her help. And he's like, you can't do shit. Wait till the morning and then we'll go get someone. And Justin Long's like, no, I did a bad thing. When you do a bad thing, you need to fix it. Maybe I'm not a good person. Maybe I'm not a good person. And he has a moment of clarity where you're like, oh, is this going to be a turn? Is this going to be like Justin Long being like, oh, I'm a terrible human being who's hurt women and hurt other people. No. Like, so the mother comes in and rips the homeless dude's arm off and then beats him beats with it. Beats him with his own arm. And then the, the Tess and... Uh, Justin Long. AJ. Justin, <laughs> Justin Long. Uh, escape, and then they can't get out of the fence, so they go up the water tower. Right. And similarly to how he, like, freaked out and dropped the knife, Justin Long drops the gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, which falls into the street below them. And then they're on top of the water tower, and they're like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And Justin Long's like, I have to get away. You have to distract her. And she's like, what? And he's like, I am so sorry. And he just he shoves her. her off the water tower yep. because he has learned nothing. He has not become a better person. No. Nope. He just knows what to say in the moment to make people be like, oh, you're like a good dude. He's not a fucking good dude. He's the second shittiest character in this movie. So the mother jumps after Tess and we think they're both kind of dead. Uh, he gets off the water tower. I'm not a bad person. I'm not a bad person. I'm not a bad person. I'm so sorry. And then Tess is still alive. And he's like, oh my God, you're still alive. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, uh. And then the mother sets up, uh, grabs Justin Long, stabs his eyeballs out with her fingers and kills him. Mm-hmm. And then is like trying to get Tess to go back to the house, even though she's bleeding. They're like, you know, baby. Yeah. Bye-bye. And uh, Tess... We don't see it, but t- picks up the gun and puts it to the mother's head. And then we hear a bang as this green goes black. And then right. it's Be My Baby, that song that opens yeah. um, Mean Streets, Scorsese's Mean Streets, I forget who's like Ronette's baby. Mm. Um, and that's the movie. Yeah, uh, and, that, and there's your movie, that's folks. This movie. Uh, if you're playing the at home game, uh, in case you're curious, I. Cindy screamed how many times? Many. IMDb has. A woman staying at an Airbnb discovers that the house she has rented is not what it seems. That's, that's a, similar to what I said. All of the explanation you get. That's similar to um, what I kind of said. This is a movie of parts that build to a whole. Um, I I do think this movie... I mean, let's be honest. This movie is about two things. It's about gender roles, obviously, right? About the world that men live in versus the world that women live in. Mm-hmm. And it's also, to a greater extent, this movie is a lot about misogyny. And how misogyny and male privilege hurts everyone around us. Yes. Right? Like, everyone in this movie, to some extent, is a victim of Richard Brake's character. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. In the past, And it's also, that's another thing, too. I'm going to lump these things in together. He's a boomer who destroys, like, he represents a destroyed economy and a destroyed America. Mm-hmm. For the people that came after him. Yeah. He rapes women, rapes the children of the women, 
lives off of what they can provide um is just a terrible human being and then the monster he creates goes on to terrorize an entire neighborhood just like he did um yeah seriously like beats keith to death who's like the nicest guy in the movie, like mm-hmm. as far as men go, literally the. It nicest turns guy out, yeah, he was just like a totally, just like a really nice. It really was just dude. a bunch of coincidences. It really was just a oh well, shit. And he's a he's a victim by proxy of mm-hmm. like misogyny and this monster that Richard Brake created. Like right? these people all died for nothing. Like it, this movie is like all about the trauma that he created in that neighborhood, in yeah. that town, and that secondary trauma. It becomes generational, mm-hmm. and then that generational trauma is still out there killing people. That's what this movie is about. Yes, it is. Um, and I think that's why this movie is so clever, right? Gosh, it was terrifying. Like, we talk about misogyny. We talk about all these terrible things. It's, on one hand, Richard Brake represents the character, the person that we were always told to be afraid of. Like, the stranger who's going to lure you into a van He's going to do terrible things to you. He's going to lock you up in a basement. He's going to rape you. All those things actually happened in this movie. But Justin Long is what is more often the case. Right. What actually... Someone you know who coerces you or gets you drunk and takes advantage of you and then plays the victim or is like, I don't know. I mean, did I... I mean, she wasn't really into it at first, but then she was super into it. Like, he's what happens more often than not. Right? Like, Richard Brake is the extreme example that happens not that often. But it and it just, it played on every level of that same fear from somebody that you know that you thought you could trust all the way to like a random stranger, you know, the stranger danger thing. It like, it ratchets up and it, it, it hits every point of that particular fear nerve, as you, I would say. This was an effective movie. Um, Did you have a favorite scene? Nope. Next question. I hate, I, it was nightmare inducing. I don't know if I have a favorite scene. I kind of enjoy the whole thing. I love the scene. I don't know why. It's definitely not my favorite scene, but I love the scene when you first meet Justin Long and he's singing Ricky Ticky Tabby. And then you get, he gets the phone call and the information dropped on him. Yeah. That was Zach Kreger also on the phone. The one of his agents who's like, Hey buddy. Hey Jay buddy. Um, so this is happening. Yes. Um, yeah, real quickly, I mean, if you want to talk about this, this is definitely uh, an Arkoff movie. It's got action. It like mm-hmm. it takes a half I'll, an hour. I'll let, to, I'll let you go on a diatribe it, about it, this. It takes half an hour to this set movie. in. Right? It takes half an hour to set in. Um, and then it, it becomes very action-based. But also in that first hour, it's so, first half hour, it's so tension-filled. Yeah. You, well, you warned me at the beginning. It sucks you in. In the first half of the podcast, where you were like, it. I could not figure this movie out. Like I, it, it went places I did not know yeah. it could go. And that's why I think it's revolutionary it because this movie, every time you think you're like, uh, it changes to be different, right? You're like, oh, this is a weird David Fincher movie. And then it's like, oh no, this is like a weird, like subterranean horror movie. And then you're like, oh, this woman's a mom. Oh no, she's actually like a victim too. Like it just kept changing on you. Yes. Uh, there's killing for sure. Like, most notably, Keith gets his head mashed in. Uh, Justin Long gets his eyeballs poked out. Homeless um, man gets beat to death with his own arm. Yeah. This movie. And that's... This movie. Yeah. What are we watching next uh, week, Josh? Hold on. So, oratory. Oh, okay. Sure. Fantasy. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. Yes. Arkov. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and just give you a couple little tidbits about this movie. Mm. So, um, Zach Kreger initially... Offered it to Zac Efron to play the AJ character that Justin Long eventually played. <laughs> that could have been Zac Efron. Well, I'm glad it wasn't. Um, I, I get the idea of wanting someone playing it that you'd like would never expect them to be like a coercive rapist. I think, yeah. And I think in that way, Justin Long is the better pick for that. Yeah. Um, Zac Kreger said he had a super hard time getting this movie made. Like even a twenty four was like ah, no because it it changes so much that they were like I don't understand this why are we doing this um in theory the movie is called Barbarian because it's set at four seventy six Barbary Street and four seventy six is when the barbarians invaded Rome oh. Air, if you you could change Airbnb 
to Barbarian. Okay. So there's a couple different ways yeah. that you could do it. Um, the mother character was a guy in a partially a suit. So it was arms and legs and a face piece. But like the center of the body, there was like a chest piece, but there wasn't anything on the rest of the body. So it was like that dude's ass just hanging out as he was running around. <laughs> so they were like, hey, um, when you fall down in there, try to fall away so like your dick doesn't like go right in front of the camera. Or like, you, you know, you're not just ass out in front of the camera the entire time. <laughs> yeah. So that was a whole thing. Um, so the exteriors were shot. That neighborhood is in the Brightmore neighborhood of Detroit. The rest of the movie, like all the inside shit... Mm-hmm. Bulgaria. Interesting. Because it's so much cheaper to shoot in Bulgaria than it is in Detroit. <laughs> they were like, well, you shoot the exteriors there. So, like, that street. And then they they said that the only, like, digital shot they did um, was making the grass green and the flashback. Because they couldn't make that happen. Okay. Like, they could dress the they, houses so like they were falling apart, but yeah. they couldn't make the grass green. It was very, it, it was very dreamy in the, in the flashback, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say, and I think the best way to look at this movie is, uh, and I think we mentioned this, maybe I mentioned this at the front, is Zach Kreger, the director, said that the plan was it would feel like a David Fincher film. Like a, okay. like a seven or a Zodiac on the top floor and be a Sam Raimi film <laughs> uh, in the basement. Yeah. So it's more kinetic. The camera moves more. It's like, what the fuck? And then the first floor is all the things that are like super just like steady camera shots of just awkward ass interactions. And you're like, is something about to happen? I don't <laughs> want to be about so it's very cleverly done. And it's such a good movie for a someone who had never made like a feature film before. Like, I enjoy this movie. Uh, I get why people don't. It does what it's supposed to do. I and get, I'll leave it yeah. at that. I understand why people are like, not a fan. I'm a fan. I think it's really good. I just wish it would get a full on physical release. It has never gotten like a physical release. Interesting. That's the way of the world. That's the way now. things are doing. Yeah. It was a huge, it was a huge hit too. It made like, um, I could tell you real fast. It ended up being, I think they cost, do, 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 let's see. Um, the budget was four to four and a half million and it made $45 million. So it was a huge hit. Yeah. I can see why. I can see why. But to answer your question. Okay. In this month of movies of picking the wrong house that are weirdly all connected somehow. Mm-hmm. We're going to watch 1991's The People Under the Stairs. <laughs> I oddly remember pieces of that my middle school friends were obsessed with that movie it's uh i didn't i never watched it obviously definitely more of a comedy than this movie was even though i think there are funny movies funny moments in this movie yeah all right you would disagree (laughs) okay well until next week i'm josh and i'm cindy and i'm still his girlfriend (laughs) love you guys have a good one